Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. I couldn't help it. Hello, everyone. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon, and this is Kathy. This is Kathy. <laughs> Did you just say before? I couldn't help it. I couldn't before. help it. Uh, yeah. All right. So, hi. Uh, yeah. Soft. Soft opening. <laughs> Gold opening. Soft opening. Um, you basically just catch us right in the middle of a conversation. I push record and we start recording Shrink Chat. So, today on the show, do a little... Well, current events in our lives kind of thing in our work. And then what we're watching. I have a couple of things to comment on. And then some true crime news and opinion. Sound good? No, I think I'm good. I'll see you later. <laughs> You're done? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, don't leave. Uh, so what's up for me is not the psychological part of my life, but the media part of my life. So I still have things in my life that are media driven and it's screening season has become so it is begun become, become oh my gosh yeah. god get it together <sighs> deep breath okay screening season has begun and if you don't know what i'm talking about every year around this time those of us in guilds uh directors guild actors guild producers guild etc start to get screeners which are DVDs of movies that the industry has put some money into and would like us to see so that we can hype them up and then people who vote for the Oscars can vote. And that's how they see the movies that they vote on. And that's part of the political wheel that creates our Oscar winners. So it started because I got my first physical DVD screener the other day. Which one? I got uh, Pets 2. Oh, cute. I know. Strange. That that was the first one. You said that, said that kind of funny. Pets too. Pets. Like you two. weren't really sure what to think of that well, as your first. It was screener. like okay. I like opened it up and thought, all right, uh -huh. I'll watch it. Uh -huh. I like animation. Right. I'm sure it's fun and and frivolous. I'm gonna like it. I bet. But I haven't watched it yet, so I will. I will be along the way. I'll be commenting on the screeners that I watch. So. That'll be a piece of this show as well, because this is the season over the next uh, two and a half months or so. I'll get a lot of screeners. I also in the last couple of years have started to get digital screeners. So a couple of those have already come. And what it is, is like I got the Universal Television sent out. What they do is the NBC Awards screening room type of thing and then you have a code to get in and you and you watch stuff there so discreet i know right special now these are <laughs> this is this is nbc so it's like specials and late night and limited series reality shows drama comedy and there's a ton of them there that you can oh what are you eating so i took a bite of something you crunched right into the yeah i did that i'm going to say what you want to share a, with the people a lime Mm-hmm. Candy cane. Oh, cool. It's pretty good. Nice. 
Did you receive that in your from some weirdo, some weirdo <laughs> named Shannon? Before the show today, she received the first half of her gift. And, I'm sharing it with you. That's why I crunched right in. Well, thank we all thank you for that. You're welcome. And the second half, we're gonna open up here on the show in a little bit when I'm done blabbering on about this. So yeah, Universal sent out their thing and Showtime documentary sent out their thing. So I have like little screening Hmm. rooms to watch stuff in. So I'll watch Pets 2 and report back. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine I'll get some more this week, but I'll do that. Can I check in with you about something? (laughs) Sure. I haven't bothered you about it in a couple of weeks. Oh no. How's Chernobyl? Oh, it's (laughs) on the list for tonight, today, in the show today. When we get to that. Are you on episode two yet? The next piece is going to be what we're watching, and I will comment. Okay. But I will not be rushed. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) But thank you. Yes, that is on my docket. Um, The only other thing I was going to say is that I am going to be returning. I I got my official word that I'm going to be returning to Sundance this year. Yay. Yay. I go and I volunteer there. And... I am a coordinator volunteer. So I have the, so I'm there a little bit longer than the average volunteer, a couple of days longer before and after because I am a coordinator and I'm expected to train my little department. You you and I were there at the same time last year, but we couldn't meet up. That's true. We were going to go back. (laughs) Well, I wasn't there for Sundance, but I happened to go in to Park City with Mm -hmm. my nephew that day and. I want to go back. I mean, I'd, I'd like to check out Sundance at some point, um, but it's a cool town. If you've yeah. never been to Park City, it's... It's a great town. Yeah, I have a, another friend, actually, that breezes through. I mean, I, I recommend people going to it outside of Sundance season if you're mm-hmm. not, because it's, it's, it's crazy. It's very quiet. It's a very quiet place outside mm-hmm. of Sundance. Um, the homes are beautiful. But the slopes are great. In fact, actually, go during Sundance um, and then ski. Mm-hmm. Because that is the time to ski because mm-hmm. everyone is at Sundance and mm-hmm. the slopes are vacant. Yep. So anyway, I'll be going back. So that'll also be a part of this show probably is cool. me talking about some stuff and maybe I'll do some recording while I'm there and play some clips. Maybe I'll do, I don't know, maybe a Patreon thing. I don't know that our average listeners are interested in all that. But if you are, let us know. <laughs> let us know if you have a thing for Sundance and I will be happy to. Like a fetish? Do whatever. <laughs> yes. A thing is like a fetish, <laughs> lady. And if you're embarrassed about it, just email or privately. All right. Whatever. TerrorTalkPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Are we doing trivia tonight? Yeah. So the next thing is going to be <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to slap her in the face. Very disorganized. So, so <laughs> what I was about to do <laughs> was hand the uh, I wish she could have seen hand the over to you now. Hand the mic, so to speak, over you to you. You look like you wanted to punch me. <laughs> well, I did for a second. So, yeah, Just, over to you, Bob. <laughs> No, she's laughing too hard at me to okay. um, um do your damn trivia you don't want to know about my week I, <laughs> see see i knew this is where i was going i did want I to hear I about your week that. i think i skipped to that skipped that because it wasn't really all that eventful i had a birthday okay. yeah hello but i'm saying as far as like work stuff okay well i i didn't talk about my traditional work either so <laughs> non-traditional work <laughs> whatever um I don't 
I don't know if I have much to report on that. Okay, fine. Go to the damn trivia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just wanted to know where we were putting it. <laughs> well, I'll show you where you can put, put it. it right up the wazoo yeah, you there. Put it right if you don't... In there. Okay, so we have a trivia from last week to sort out, <laughs> and then we have a new trivia. So and trivia just, from last week. I want to say that hit by definition. Oh, did she answer again? First. Oh, she jumps right on it. And she's in I, it. Man. I just want to say, and I love her. In it to win it. Can I just read how she Maybe responded? we'll have a contest of the person who answers the most, and then we'll send them something. Clearly, a lot of people don't care. <laughs> well, they will. It's just a matter of time. If they build it, they will come. If we build it, they will come. Okay, she says to me. Because mm. I had asked that the, the, the question okay. was. Which was what? Oh, my God. It. Oh, my God. We're just going to sit here and wait for you to flip your pages. The, the question, I was finding the post so I could give a shout out to someone who gives a fuck. Okay. okay, so. Here we go. We're waiting. The question was, what part of the brain is in control of our fear response, mm. right? Mm. So she responds, the amygdala is the region of the brain that processes fear and motivates you to act. <laughs> she said, the show is great. Thanks for the shout out. We're giving you a shout out again. <laughs> she said, she's really, she goes, hey, 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 this girl can Google. I think your trivia is fun and I'm learning new things. And I told Aww. her that is the point. So that thank you totally again. The point. If you so, beat hit by definition, <laughs> which is yet to happen. It has yet to happen. Yeah. So what I would like to say is the next time that hit by definition answers, we would like to know what you would like us to shout out. If you have a business or something you want us to, you know, free advertise in this moment, the next time you answer, we'll do that because I want to have your permission to do that. I happen to know what you do, <laughs> but I want your permission to do that. So the next time you win, you're going to get a, a shout out for whatever, we, if it's to your family, whatever you want to do. So we can do that for peeps too. So, right? We can. Okay, cool. And then if she answers all season long and she's our most interactive person, then we're going to have to send her something is my opinion. I think we should. Okay, cool. Go on, Kathy. This next trivia question. Oh, boy. <laughs> You will post the answer under the Instagram post with Bram Stoker's Dracula's face. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty gross, too. The question. Apropos. What was Bram Stoker's original name for vampire? Mm. This is really about the spelling more than the pronunciation. Okay. So they have to spell it correctly in their yeah. answer. So what was Bram Stoker's original name for vampire? Okay. You go to the Instagram, you find Gary Oldman's nasty yeah, face. face. Yeah, it's Gary Oldman's or, face. Or like some of you have done, email, private message, or mail a letter. <laughs> they don't have our address. <laughs> but but we'll work on that. <laughs> You Snail say that every mail. week and then you kill the moment. Maybe they really think they can reach us that way. Anyway, that's the trivia for like next Santa week. Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. Fair. The, okay. the North Pole. So that's the trivia. God, leave it alone. All right. Leave it alone. What are we watching? I watched a couple movies that have been out for a while, but oh. I had never seen. The first one is Molly's Game. 
Okay. Tell well, me. Tell me about that. Oh, oh. you don't. Okay. That's just Jessica Chastain. Oh, okay. Plays a professional Olympian skier who ends up um, hurting her spine and not mm. being able to ski. And I'm going to save a lot of the the narrative around this, but she ends up. Um, becoming this assistant to a guy who runs poker games and she ends up, she's very intelligent. She ends up um, being better at it than he is. And she, he kind of blacklists her and she starts her own. And um, it's based on a true story. Her father, her relationship with her father, I think is one of the most fascinating parts of the film because he is a psychologist Mm. and very narcissistic about it. He, constantly talks about how he's the best mm. and um there are a couple scenes I, i'm not going to do it justice i'm not even go there but there's so, a couple scenes in the the dynamic and the exchange between them um and it really demonstrates how underneath all of his stuff is shame and he actually uses that word and i thought that they wrote his character and kevin costner plays the father well Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, I see that it's a true story. It was 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost two and a half hours long. Which, it's really good. Which is very typical because it's written. Um, it's written and directed by one of my favorite writers, Aaron Sorkin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. He's one of my faves. He's my guy. I love everything he does. <laughs> it's a really good movie, and I think I watched the first hour and forty five like straight through, and then I took a break, but not because it was boring. It's just long and it's just heavy. A break, yeah. It's really heavy, but it it really shows. Um, it demonstrates what addiction right. looks like because some of these guys that show up, they're all very ho- high profile guys, and mm-hmm. she sort of gets sucked into you know making a ton of money, and she's doing it legal at first, and then she ends up realizing that she's falling behind and then needs to take a cut, which then it becomes an illegal game. You learn a lot about mm-hmm. not poker. I don't care much about the card game, but about the culture around it when you're watching gotcha. this. Um, but also her involvement as a woman and then having to be smarter mm-hmm. and three steps ahead of them. And you're like, wow, is she in the fact that it's based on a true story? You're just blown away by her intelligence and diligence and, it's pretty awesome and how she doesn't, you know, they don't make her this character that becomes over-sexualized and she's sleeping with every guy at the table. She's in complete control mm. and she knows how to hold that boundary to stay in control. That's awesome. It's really awesome. So I, I really recommend it. Um, I also watched a couple just cheesy because it's October. I went back and watched <laughs> the really, really horrible horror movie from the eighties called Waxwork, 1988. <laughs> And it's about a wax museum owner uses his horror exhibits to unleash evil on the world. It's so awful. I watched it during the day. I had the day off and I like was laying down for a nap. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is on Amazon <laughs> Prime right now. So I've been watching some of those. And I think I mentioned in the vampire episode, I watched Fright Night again. And so I've been watching some of the... Spooky. Yeah, the, the you know, Halloween... We have to plan movies. a movie night and decide oh. what we want to watch on our movie night. We really do. That's a whole thing, but... Speaking of things you had to take a break in the middle of, um, I finished Chernobyl. You finished? I did. It's only five episodes. I know, but, but it was long. like pulling your hair yes, out. Yes, it was painful. Um, <laughs> all right. So here's my thoughts. So Chernobyl is a miniseries, drama, history, a little bit of a thriller on the Chernobyl crisis in mm. Russia. Uh, it came out this year. And... 
to wildly positive acclaim and that's and everyone I talked to said I had to watch it and so I did and as those of you regular listeners know it's been a slow painful process mm-hmm. I don't know why I made it so painful on myself but here's what happened so there's two of my favorite foreign actors are in this in this series uh, Stellan Skarsgård mm-hmm. and Jared Harris mm-hmm. uh, are the two main characters in this and I I mean they're amazing so if you don't know at least look up the show to look them up and you'll recognize them they're very strong character actors one is Scandinavian and one is I'm not sure where he's from maybe England England probably anyway my thought process is this I it's very grim mm. there's no there is no upside because the Chernobyl disaster there's no was a true disaster mm-hmm. and I think anyone who likes history and likes things that amplify history and show the human component to that and tell a unique story because it tells the story of the politician and the scientists that were involved with this and what went wrong and how it went wrong. But there is a lot of yuckiness to this. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you this, this is going to be, one small spoiler, but maybe it will prepare you if you're interested. Okay. Um, I had to stop watching when they started shooting the animals. Okay, I'm done. So this is why I had to just stop. And then when I restarted it, it's, you know, it's like five hours, five and a half hours. It's like five episodes. And when I started rewatching it, I knew that I was going to be right there. And so I just fast forwarded through that part and i'm sorry like i am a wuss when it comes to that and i understood why they needed to do it the animals were going to die just like the people Mm -hmm. they were going to die a terrible death and they were going to spread contagion and so there were these officers it's heartbreaking you guys there were these young officers that had all kinds of different jobs in this it was like a war right and there was all these officers or all these military personnel that were came into the region and were helping out and there's these two young guys and it's their job to go out and do this particular job Mm -hmm. and they are in emotional pain the whole time and it was just brutal to watch so i stopped watching imagine that (laughs) being your job i just i i couldn't tolerate how it made me feel in the moment and i just didn't want to feel that way and it was too painful and so as we do with things that are too painful we need to regulate ourselves and take care of ourselves right everybody So, but I did end up finishing it and I would say it's an excellent historical document. And they say in the end, they show the real people. It's one of those ones where they'll show the actor and the real person and they'll sort of say when they died or how they died Mm -hmm. or whatever. And they do say that a couple of the characters are absolutely, you know, uh, um, a a cluster of people in real life. And then they just use this one character to represent all the scientists or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I would recommend it. It's not for the faint of heart. And it's uh, if you like history, you would really enjoy it. And it's like superbly acted. I can't even tell you how amazing. I mean, that's why I had to stop watching because I felt so much of what was going on screen, you know, right? which is a testament to good acting and good story. So anyway, there's that. It's finally over. 
Congratulations. The saga of Chernobyl is finally over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also watched Unbelievable. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. And And I I think I shared with you, I'm like mm -hmm. having a hard time. I know. Getting it started. So she, it's my, it's her Chernobyl. Uh, it's really good. So I, I won't say anything more than that. I'm considering us putting on the docket for an episode because it's a true story. Mm-hmm. And it's about two female detectives that kick ass. Mm-hmm. And there's a book. So I don't know. It's a possibility for, you know, our January, February, March, April kind of mm-hmm. zhuzh that we're currently planning right now, FYI, if you have any uh, desires and for us to talk about things we're we're gonna we're just about to chart the next quarter of our mm-hmm. episodes but i don't know it, it could be that the acting again excellent mm-hmm. tony collette she's awesome it gets going i don't know you might you may or may not like it it's uh what happens in the beginning is a lot of rape and so it's difficult to get through the first i'd say Two episodes, maybe one and a half episodes where you're really getting into the head of a rape victim uh, and a couple of different rape victims. But then when the story starts to turn to the what happens, it, it's I don't know, it's it's still uncomfortable at times, but it's really good. So that's what okay. I thought. Oh, and I started watching In the Dark. Have you watched that? Is that the show? With a blind woman. That's the we've talked about it here. I, yeah. lo- I loved it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't, a, I haven't, oh God, I haven't actually so finished good. it. I'm, I'm cannot wait for the second season. Okay, I haven't actually finished it. Yeah, so that's good. But that's what I've been watching. Yeah, yeah. You done? You I done finished with all that. I finished Politician. Was great, and I started mm-hmm. watching um, Working Moms, which is hysterical. Oh, you've mentioned that before. You, I think. Well, you and I talked about it on the oh, phone the oh, other night. That's but what I, it was. But I, um, <laughs> we weren't on the air. I had never seen it, and if you need. A good relief, mm. and you need to laugh. That show is hilarious. Oh, great! Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sorry, everyone. This is an emergency interruption to this podcast because we had to insert this outtake right here. <laughs> what just happened? That's the last fucking thing. <laughs> I wanted falling on me. <laughs> what fell on you? The fucking clown with long red hair <laughs> who always looks at me, has no personality. Oh, no. You can put her in the corner. She's disgusting. <laughs> so She's flat out. Look at her. So what happened is I tried to open the window and all of the Halloween decorations. She like, like she just had a tantrum. Flew it, Kathy. God bless. <laughs> She looks, first of all, she has this makeup around her mouth that looks like she vomited all over herself. Oh. And then, yeah, don't it's look kind at of me. it. It's like it. Like, <sighs> I don't know. It's like the it and the Joker all together. Okay, right. we're done. Once again, emergency. We said goodbye for the show, but we realized we did not mean to. We forgot to open Kathy's gift on air. So then we did it afterwards, and we're putting it right here. Hey, what's every what's up, everybody? We took a little break there, um, which we don't usually do during the Shrink Chat show. But guess what happened? <laughs> I said we were going to open Kathy's second gift, and then we got all the way through the show talking about serious shit, and we forgot to. So I'm going to open it now. Luckily, we remembered, and so I'm going to insert this opening 
Right. <laughs> and I did package it in brown paper wrapping for this very reason. I like that sound. A little ASMR. Hold one moment. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Yay, that was the response I wanted. <laughs> oh man. This is this is called the Play-Doh poop troop. It's poo I can't even say this. It's awesome. It is poo combinations. So it's Play-Doh. That you make all different poop combinations. And tell them how many there are. Fifty plus. <laughs> so when I was passing it in the store, it was like the little poop emoji. And oh my god, is all over the front of it, and it's literally Play Doh poop. And it's by the Play Doh company. This is not a you know, when they like tell kids, like, don't play with your poop. <laughs> I don't know, do they say that? <laughs> I think so. Um, we're about to play with our poop, we're totally gonna play with our poop. That's amazing. You enjoy that? Yeah, and I'm gonna build some and, and let it let the poop hard in here at, at Terror Talk. I think during the show next time, certainly the Shrink Chat show. We can play with poop and talk about oh it. Oh my God, can we? Like while we're recording? It's so um, primal. Like how primal. It's like when you sit down and work with clay. Yeah. One, it'll be stress relieving. Two, it's a total metaphor for us being children and being fecally obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't how wait Freudian. to play with poop. All right, so that was the gift and I had to insert it here because we forgot to do it. But now on with the show. All right, on to true crime topic type stuff. Uh, I just have the one thing that I wanted to mention was that the Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jackson, um, the estate, uh, you might remember, tried to sue HBO mm -hmm. for their portrayal in Leaving Neverland. And they maintain that it's one-sided, uh, bogus uh people that have a like a motivation to lie is sort of what they're saying mm -hmm. and have sued and the news that i read uh on the 21st is that they attempted to so there was a, okay, how do I say this? So less than a month after HBO lost an attempt to get the million multi-million dollar lawsuit from the estate of Michael Jackson over the primetime Emmy winning documentary tossed out. So there was a motion to get it tossed out. HBO was, of course, trying to get it dismissed. And But this federal judge, uh, I think his name is Judge Wu, uh, shifted the whole matter into arbitration and ordered them to arbitrate it. Uh, and that didn't go over well mm -hmm. for anyone. No, nobody wanted that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it kind of lives on the article sort of says, you know, that it's far from this dance. They call it a dance off, which is, you know, whatever they is, is far from over because I guess, um, now, now they have said they want the J judge Wu's, uh, what the heck would it be called? His decision overturned, so they've kicked it up to above him. Basically, okay. They've they've filed an appeal uh, for the Ninth Circuit uh, from 
this court this court order to like overthrow him basically and because they're like no we don't want it in arbitration we want you know so So we're going above you resistance to this whole thing well they're they're on it they are on they are on task as far as as far as wanting this to um go forward they want they want their day in court Mm -hmm. in front of public appeal so i i believe i read that the judge changed it to a public arbitration. Like he was going to make it, they were going to make it private so that no one would know. Mm -hmm. And then they know they're like, no, we want it public because this was in the public eye. Mm -hmm. We want to be vindicated publicly and for Michael's name to be cleared publicly, so to speak. And so, no, we want it public. So then they made the arbitration public and now they're they're trying to just, you know, go all the way up the chain. Anyway, that was my bit of news. Do you have? I do. I have something thoughts. from this. The thought. I mean, the thoughts about it is doesn't shock me. I mean, <laughs> I think that they they've been resisting this exposure. Um, we did a whole episode on this, on the whole documentary and oh, our yeah. feelings about. Um, yeah. yeah, just the whole situation. It's just devastating on so many levels. So, yes. but it doesn't surprise me that they're going to want to have a chance to defend. Mm-hmm. They weren't there to say they're yeah the, docu- it. the and, documentary has an agenda as all documentaries do and it it exposed a lot and so i would imagine that they're like wait a minute we weren't there to defend ourselves so yeah it's it's an interesting thing because last year at sundance this is this is where the movie premiered and i was there and we couldn't talk about it but now it's public knowledge that there were uh threats and mm-hmm. people were afraid to go to the theater to watch the movie and it became a news item that Mm -hmm. year and i went and saw and i saw you know the main um young man who claims to have been abused by michael jackson was there and the filmmaker and stood up and spoke and all of that and it was i don't know you know you just don't know (laughs) you just don't know because you weren't there Mm -mm. but it's it's hard for me to accept that it would all be a lie. Well, and you and I, you know, we don't have to, if people are more curious in this conversation, you can go back and listen to the episode, but we did talk about the trauma trajectory, trajectory really adding up to someone with legitimate trauma versus someone who's feigning or malingering. Right. So uh, I don't know how someone could, could do that. So it's, it would be exceedingly, perfectly. yeah, it would be exceedingly unusual and yeah. a one-of-a-kind situation for to them be to doing just, it for so long. To know how so to So consistently, yeah. 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 So so yeah. I have something sort of... <laughs> oh, no. Are you going, In, to, after the abuse, going funny? <laughs> no, it sort of piggybacks oh. Oh, on, oh, right. on this um, unfortunate epidemic. Okay. But uh, federal prosecutors over this past week shut down the largest dark web child porn marketing marketplace. And um, people who have been listening for a while know that I used to assess and evaluate and treat uh, sex offenders. It, um, more specifically, I evaluated a lot of people who were sentenced for child porn. Mm. So mm-hmm. this sort of stuck out to me just because it's a very familiar population of people. And a lot of the training that I had done was also around learning how the FBI uh, gets in there and disguises itself to be part of these groups, which know how to every couple months 
change their name and move around so they can't be found. Mm -hmm. So it was started by a 23-year-old Korean man who's, I think his name is Zhang Woo Sun. I might be mispronouncing that. Okay. But he's already serving a prison sentence related to child porn. So when we think about um, risk, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll say number one predictor of future violence is past so clearly this guy is very well versed in the porn rings, the child porn rings online. And even from prison, he was able to start something else. So the site has 200,000 <gasps> wow. videos involving sex acts with children, toddlers, and infants. Wow. So this might be really sensitive material to people who are listening. So I'm just letting you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's something really important to talk about because we sometimes believe that, this is so removed from us that I think a lot of times we think of child porn as, you know, back in the day when we had VHS tapes and and magazines that people could hide all this stuff. And we've been able to catch a lot of this now, but the way that this industry works, and I call it an industry because there's trading. Mm -hmm. There are people who have no, there's three different types of offenders. One of the types is the offender who really isn't aroused by it, but makes a living off of it. Right. Mm. And the number one thing too, that we want to remember, and I don't want to ever prioritize who endures more trauma in a situation like this, whether it's a, what we call a contact offense versus a a non-contact offense. So a non-contact offense would mean a picture or a video, but the predator doesn't have physical, um, approximation to them they're watching it or they're downloading it these videos these pictures they never go away and especially with our technology now there's no erasing them so you're 20 you're 30 you're 40 you're 50 you're 85 and this stuff is still out there and you don't know how many people are still watching um you as a toddler right it's awful So 337 suspected users have been arrested worldwide. One American man was found with the equivalent of 50 years worth of video footage uh, he had downloaded. Wow. So when we look at profiles of the majority of um, child porn, uh, a lot of a lot of progressives are going to hate that I use this word because they're going to say it's a compulsion. It's a compulsion. It's not an addiction. Well, I'm sorry. We're talking about children. It's a fucking addiction. Okay. Most people in their twenties, unmarried white collar males, um, office workers, first time offenders, some had past juvenile sex offenses. Um, and one, possessed 48,634 child pornography files. These are people who are clearly um, addicted. And yes, they're compulsive as well. I'll give you that. But I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Um, And this is extremely dangerous because when we talk about sex trafficking and the amount of children and infants, and yeah, I, I think a lot of people are surprised when I talk about some of the cases I've worked on that it will go as young as a newborn baby. Oh yeah. Babies for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were, you know, um, talking about in the terror talk episode this week, which you may have listened to. We, we talked a lot about narcissism and I was mentioning, uh, injuries that are pre-verbal. Mm-hmm. And so that to put that in context, this is what I mean by an injury that would be pre-verbal is somebody abusing, sexually abusing or abusing in any way, a baby or uh, anyone from, you know, zero to three or four is right. 
or pre-verbal obviously would be mm -hmm. zero to when they speak, but pre-memory is zero to three or four, you know, pre-being mm -hmm. able to give it context. Right. That's so destructive to our mental health. I'm glad they found it. I'm glad they shut it down. But then I think about the 200,000 victims plus victims, because there's multiple victims sometimes per video. Right. Um, some who don't even know what happened to them. Breaks my heart. Yeah, terrible. So that's our news for the day. That's our news for today. And you know, it's interesting because we didn't plan that. Mm -mm. As we don't generally, mm -mm. we don't talk, we want we want the conversations to be fresh a little bit for each of us. So we, we, we structure the show, but then we bring to it things that we are thinking and reading about. And we don't tell each other those things necessarily beforehand. And so often they're... Mm -hmm. They're similar. It's like it's in the zeitgeist. Right. Or we're just sharing the same zombie brain. That's probably it. I think that's probably it. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next Wednesday for our Terror Talk episode on witches and Shrink Chat every Friday. My name is Shannon. This is Shrink Chat. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.